You're listening to the World Changers in Tech podcast. We get to know and tell the stories of inspiring digital players and how they're impacting the world with their digital solutions. The World Changers in Tech podcast. I have the immense pleasure to talk to your very own founder and chair, Benjamin Roa, today from German Tech. Hey, Benjamin, how's it going and how's 2020 started off for you so far? So far, so great. Thanks for asking. Um, I hope you're doing well um, as well. And we have been assigning early January the final paperwork for the incorporation of our nonprofit foundation, which uh, took us quite a while, but um, everything seems to be on track so far. Oh, so that's a big plus, and that's uh, obviously where World Changer in Tech also fits in. How about we or you introduce our audience to your own unique story and how you were able to get to this point? Mm-hmm. Sure. So uh, I think everything started at the point when I dropped out of school when it wasn't cool, because um, I think today um, there's sort of this cult with um, scholarships in the U.S. Um, for kids that drop out of school, get funding for their startup, etc. Um, I think it only shows how weak the educational system uh, is and um, even if I go back to schools today to teach there, uh, I kind of feel like everything has stopped when I left. Everything is still the same. And essentially everything I can do or I know is probably self-taught, which uh, was quite an uh, extensive and expensive journey. Um, uh, I would call it the real-life MBA of the University of Hard Knocks. Um, it's uh, been quite a journey over the last 20 years as an entrepreneur. And um, everything I have seen and picked up throughout uh, on, that, on that journey is something that I reflect in my actions every day. But I mean, you dropped out of school for a reason. It wasn't just that you said, hey, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. But uh, I mean, tell us a little bit more about that because you have a good story behind that. Yeah, well, essentially it came to the tipping point where I already had a own company. So the reason why I dropped out was that it consumed all of my time. But also on the years before, uh, I didn't feel much learning anything at school. Um, that really helps me through life. I had... Um, uh, the great pleasure with uh, teachers to argue about different solutions on problems, whether it was in math or um, I had a pretty unique path through the school system in Germany. Um, and um, all of this combined ultimately led to the point where I thought um, it's probably much better to dedicate all of my time to my entrepreneurial endeavor rather than uh, sitting at the school and learning nothing. I mean, so in essence, uh, you were just bored and you were too cool for school. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what you said. Uh, uh, but yeah, definitely I was, I was bored in many occasions. Um, teachers asked me uh, about different topics they want to talk about, um, if I already know it. And then I had to fix computer problems of my teachers uh, rather than... Uh, sitting with the fellow students at uh, at the classroom. So, I mean, this is where your entrepreneurial journey also started, where you had a failed IPO, I believe. And how old were you when you, you know, when you had the story where you're driving around in your Mercedes and you're super independent? How old were you at the time? 18 to 20. 18 um, to 20? Yeah. Sums up to the two years that you would take for your MBA. So that's why I refer to the real-life MBA. And, when, and then when you failed... You moved back into my parents' home. Yeah. yeah, and so then, how did you how did you overcome that, or how, what was that like? 
Yeah. Well, still today, I would say, what's the biggest risk that uh, that you have? Uh, for me, it would be still moving back to my parents' place. So um, <clears throat> that gives you at least the entrepreneurial freedom every day to pursue and do what you believe uh, makes most sense um, without major safety nets required. But um, essentially, when I started my first company, everybody was like, really, do you want to do something with the internet? Don't you want to do something real in life? What's that all about? And then fast forward two and a half years later, I moved back to my parents and everybody was like, told you. Um, so that was uh, kind of depressing. And then also from, from there onwards, um, I wrote the one application I ever wrote to, to get a job. And uh, obviously I was turned down because uh, I didn't finish school, I didn't graduate university, there's no way to get into this kind of position. So um, that was uh, a kind of um, hard lesson learned, right? Right. I mean, fortunately, well, let's say fortunately, I hope uh, nowadays things would seem different for uh, a young person that might go through the same struggles or experiences. Let's say they do have a startup and then they failed. And if they do apply for work, I hope uh, the the outside world is much more accepting of uh, wanting those failures in your CV. Um, but let's talk about 2015 is when you officially started uh, German Tech. What happened in those years before that for you to get to the point where you were at German Tech and using all your experiences and funneling into this company? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I think every time I refer to the founding story of, um, of German Tech is that the concept consisted through the do's and don'ts, a lot of don'ts that I've seen throughout the years before that are always aggregated in a in a mind map. Um, I was thinking about the sharing that eventually. Maybe I will do that this year. Um, so and we, can, we can post it in the link under our podcast page. So. Yeah, let's try that. So, <laughs> and the lessons learned were really from all fields of teaching at universities, uh, which was super hard because I don't have an uh, academic degree. So we always had to find a workaround to do that, um, to work with the leadership team of some large corporates on their innovation and on entrepreneurship and entrepreneurship initiatives, um, investing in startups, being a partner in a venture capital fund, uh, and do some major investments there as a business angel, as an entrepreneur and founder, closing companies, selling companies. So. All of that um, have brought a lot of lessons learned. And um, by the way, I would encourage everyone early in his career to start tracking your do's and don'ts because I think that's a great playbook that you can use later in your, uh, in your life. And eventually when one of the universities I was uh, teaching a lot at, uh, the Zeppelin University at Lake Constance was uh, voted amongst uh, students in Germany as the most entrepreneurial university. This was sort of for me the trigger point because for me and everybody else who was involved, this was sort of a hobby and side project to do all of these entrepreneurship activities there. And um, I was thinking about to create a place that does all of that, but with a team that is 100% focused and dedicated on that um, and to work much closer with um, corporates and foundations and government uh, because doing this in Berlin is much easier to do this at uh, Lake Constance, even though it's a much prettier place. But um, uh, to have really an impact on society, um, this was something we wanted to put into Berlin. 
German tech has established itself over the last few years as a really important player in the digital entrepreneurship space, you know, having a great strong foundation in Berlin and uh, supporting digital innovation in Germany and in Europe. What put you on track to creating this, the impact part, which is world changers in tech? Like you talked about, you know, your experience in education and wanting to offer a platform for that. And, you know, German tech is the business side and world changers in tech. What was journey like? to realizing that you want to do world changers in tech? Because I wanted to have something that can scale. So all the years before we just talked about, um, this was kind of the business model of myself as well. So I invested in companies and worked with corporates uh, and then spent up to like 50, 55 days a year teaching at universities across Europe uh, and the US which was never really a business model for me. It was more about the idea of giving back. Um, and as much it amazed me, as much I was sort of wondering why all of these formats are only available to a closed shop of a business school, for example. So the idea uh, here was really to have an open um, platform that is accessible for everyone in society. and. Um, to make it independent from myself, but to create a platform where every entrepreneur that feels the same way can contribute to. And um, this is actually um, the point how and why we created it the way it is and why from the very beginning, this kind of modern day Robin Hood business model was already incorporated into uh, what German Tech is doing today, uh, using the money that we make with all the corporate uh, programs to um, run all of our um, nonprofit activities. Yeah, which we should note that World Changers in Tech, I mean, to all our listeners, all our events are free. And we hold them here in Berlin, as well as Frankfurt, hopefully in the future and other places, as well as one of the products is this podcast where we can also reach out to a broader audience. Um, and I think many people do appreciate being able to come here and listening to the stories of various founders and entrepreneurs and what it is they're doing. Especially great, I think, is to create more transparency around the technology bit, you know, what's happening um, in, in Germany, in Europe and in the world. Um, how do you see technology in itself in, in, in Germany and how that's being communicated? Because I think that's probably the unique aspect of world changer in tech, too. Yeah, I think that's also why I mentioned politics before, because people in politics have to understand the opportunities that uh, come with new technologies to then incorporate all of that understanding and learnings into legislation, which then lead to um, new products, new markets, societal change, etc. cetera. Um, because if they don't understand it, obviously nobody will understand it. Uh, and then change is always bad and people will always fear. So to ultimately coming to the point where we create a more open-minded society towards technology would also mean we have to have a more open society towards change. And um, that is really difficult. And this is um, one of the activities um, um, that we have as a core in our uh, World Changes in Tech events and all of the programs that we, that we run. Uh, and speaking about, as you mentioned, politics and like current issues, what's something that you have on your mind right now? Maybe societal, environmental, maybe even economic, anything stand out? Yeah, I think 
that's um, not not so hard to guess of based on what I already uh, discussed and I, uh, with you throughout the podcast, but also um, that has strengthened a bit in, in the sense of urgency for me personally, um, which would be uh, at the core of everything, the educational system, because only if people understand um, we are able to, to change something. So the educational system, whether it is already uh, for kids, but also for grown-ups uh, in terms of um, opportunities for lifelong learning, because the times have longly passed where uh, we put people in a manufacturing line and they do for the rest of their life the same tasks. So people continuously need to learn and um, people tend to deny that fact in many cases i would say it's always i mean you always have to overcome yourself to actually take the time to learn something new mm, but it can be a lot of fun and i think the educational system um, lacks completely the part of being very straightforward for the lifelong learning part but also the educational system uh, for children uh, which over the last couple of years um, i've seen working so much better in Scandinavia because my own two children go to school in Stockholm and um, this is really a sad situation even that across Europe we have so many different uh, systems and so many different um, standards in terms of education um, so really the educational aspect is, is one uh, and the second is more broad and general the sustainability aspect um, in terms of um, um, climate change and um, that technology can be really a strong contributor to it but technology is not only relevant in this field i think it plays uh, an important role in most of the sustainable development goals so this is and sounds very inherent coming from your own personal journey, right? With the educational part and um, now all encompassing is what's happening in terms of sustainability and uh, climate change. Uh, do you see, I mean, a practical business case that now, like I said, world changers in tech, we get to talk to people about these inspiring motivational stories from a German tech perspective. Is there uh, any fun things we're addressing or that you're allowed to mention that we've worked on or done? I think first to take a step back, I think looking at German tech itself reflects kind of a very interesting setting in terms of sustainability and giving back and still having a business model. Because if you talk about social entrepreneurship, many people speak about social, but less about entrepreneurship side. And I think it's much more important to speak about social entrepreneurship because uh, the responsibility that comes with uh, being an entrepreneur um, and uh, creating economic growth or um, new workplaces, etc., um, is far beyond the shareholder value. I think that's something um, in the DNA of, uh, of Germany for such a long time. And um, there are so many initiatives right now across Europe, but particularly here in Germany, um, to find Rome in a model where this can work in the future as well. So I think this is something that we incorporate in uh, the work that we have with uh, our corporate partners as well, to not only talk about um, economic growth and market shares, but also how each of those initiatives can pay forward one of the sustainable development goals. 
You'd mentioned also once that one of your favorite quotes came from Obama. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I think um, what he said um, uh, during Bits and Brezel um, in Munich about um, uh, doing good and doing great uh, should be the same thing. I think that's absolutely agreeing with what I just mentioned before, um, that particularly in Germany, when you look at economic growth, and in downturn times, generally German companies would rather tend to cut profits and keep the employment, for example, um, instead of sacrificing shareholder um, uh, value, rather that path than giving more money to the shareholders and cutting back on employment. And I think um, uh, that is already part of the part of the DNA. But I think we can do so much more. So um, nobody gets harmed by. Uh, doing a little little more good and I think rather um, to have that as an underlying uh, principle uh, would also help a lot of companies and businesses to differentiate themselves uh, much better from the competition in the future. Yeah, and maybe we can we can always do these interviews yearly and then we can talk about uh, certain projects and things that we've, we've done and where we've accomplished like putting these missions and um, embedding them in there. Uh, since World Changes in Tech is always based on the principles of the SDG goals, the United Nations Sustainability Deve Development Goals, what, do you have a certain goal that, I mean, you talked about education, you talked mm -hmm. about sustainability, so mm -hmm. I'm assuming those are two goals. Is there another one that you personally also really like? Yeah, let me just using that question to underline again uh, the importance of the quality of education. So goal number four, the SDGs, um, because also what we say about our work at the core of everything is the educational aspect, because only if people understood it, they are able to change. Um, so in order to get to better gender equality and better health um, and reducing inequality, um, et cetera, et cetera, I think education is core, uh, because only if we start sharing best practices and expertise um, and getting people on board for the lifelong learning journey, um, we are able to uh, accomplish those. And the most pressing and immediate uh, fact, because not only of the uh, urgency and immediate impact uh, for climate uh, action, um, it will also help to create a better understanding for all the other uh, sustainable development goals. Um, because if we are able to move businesses and initiatives into a less shareholder return focused perspective um, rather in the long-term thinking what impact will it have and how do we want to leave the world for the people that come after us all of the other goals will be much easier to to accomplish so i think climate action and quality of education uh, are the two most important ones is there any particular story, even funny story, uh, that you could share with our uh, future entrepreneurs that, that you can think of that made you a world changer in tech? Well, I think the answer to that question for me personally would really be um, a collection of events throughout, throughout my life, but particular um, uh, growing up in a small village, um, uh, in a society and environment um, that uh, I was still going out getting the milk in the can from the farmers and eggs were sold 
from the farmer on our street um, uh, when I was a, when I was a kid. Um, so I was always, I would say, very much in touch with nature compared to people grow up in a, a large city. But also um, seeing the activities that um, my mother undertook from a really small village of only 4,000 people to um, create a charity campaign through a cookbook that they created to build um, uh, a school and a housing infrastructure in India for, for girls uh, as an orphaned home and um, uh, giving out scholarships um, uh, later on. Um, that was really interesting to see that even in a small village um, somewhere in the middle of Germany, um, you can create impact in the world. So I think um, uh, if that's possible, there's so much more possible throughout the whole world by the leverage uh, of technology in the right way. Wait, so I heard it right that your your mom wrote a cookbook and due to the cookbook, she was able to give out scholarships to young girls in, in Kenya? Is that what you said? In, in, Africa, India. in India. Mm. Oh, wow. Okay. They built an orphaned home uh, for girls and then a school. And um, many of them now are graduating university uh, at this time. Oh, wow. That's a wonderful story. That would, yeah, that, that's a very nice, inspiring story. Um, we're going to wrap up. Thank you, Benjamin, for being part of our World Changers in Tech podcast. I do have a little fun bit, which is called the Rapid Fire, where I will ask you or name or say 10 things, and you just have to react to it off the top of your whatever comes to mind. Are I was ready? afraid it's going to happen. <laughs> you're, you're, you're afraid it's going to happen? Why? Every opportunity is a good opportunity. True. Here we go. First one, Germany. In the center of Europe and big responsibility. Favorite tech gadget. Favorite tech gadget, my new Misty robot. Oh, what's that? Uh, it's a programmable robot with all kinds of sensors you can imagine. And um, it comes off-shelf dump, and you can code everything you want into it. I'll bring it to the office and give okay. everyone a coding lesson. What's your favorite sport? Soccer. Team? Kaiserslautern. Nature? Great. Favorite drink? Water. Country you'd like to visit? Kenya. If you could interview anyone. Richard Branson. Favorite season? Summer. Electric vehicle? Not the solution to our problems. Personal goal for 2020? Continue to do what we do and uh, make it even bigger and better and more relevant. Snap. And with that, thank you so much for being with us, Benjamin. We'll see you soon. Perfect. Thank you. Cheers. Don't forget to get in touch, stay in touch, and join our newsletter to stay up to date with your hashtag World Changers in Tech event series and all the other great goodies we German Tech have to offer. You can sign up at www.german.tech. Find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. See you guys there.